Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Every Wednesday during the Red Sox season, we come down to Fenway Park and we visit with the manager of the Boston Red Sox. John Farrell is brought to you by Arbella Insurance, Town Fair Tire, and Cumberland Farms 99-cent farmhouse blend iced coffee. But for the second time this summer, we're sharing John's time. Uh, Once, Terry Francona joined us here in the (laughs) studio today. The head coach of the Boston Celtics, Brad Stevens, is here with us as well. Second time we've had you guys together. Brad, thank you very much for being here as well. Thanks for having me. We were just talking, John, with Brad a few moments ago about he was down watching the Patriots at training camp and, and what you learn, you know, even from watching a different sport, different coach, different everything. Do you guys try to learn things from each other, do you think, over the course of the years? When time permits. I know Brad and I have had some exchanges as he's gone down the stretch run uh, with a couple of playoff runs here of late, just uh, certainly letting him know that we, we pay close attention and support everything that they're going through. But uh, I, I do love watching games in which he coaches, particularly as he comes out of his timeouts and how they're prepared and how they're structured and schooled. It, it's really impressive to watch. How about your favorite uh, Red Sox player, uh, Brad? Do you have one? or um, You know what? I, 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 I'd I put like, you on the spot with that one. I've huh? gotten a chance to meet a lot of these guys. Obviously, I like them all. Um, I don't want to pick a favorite, but I will say that last Chris Sale interview that I just heard, he's a pretty impressive guy. Yeah, to, you I, know I what? mean, watching a pitch is one thing, but then hearing him interview – He's just as impressive in the. In he the really is, and, and you know what you love about it is he's as genuine, straightforward, uh, and real yeah. uh, as it gets. And, and he's uh, he's great to be around, even on the days he's not pitching. Which, believe me, we all take close, uh, pay close attention to those days. Yeah, no doubt. Brad, I'm sure you're excited to start every season, but this year's got to feel maybe even a little bit different. You go to the conference finals, and then you don't rest there. It seems like you make a lot of upgrades across the board. Got to be fired up to get back. Yeah, we're in a unique situation because 60% of our team is new coming off of a conference finals appearance. And so it's going to be, you know, my I'm really anxious to get started. And at the same time, we're, gonna, we're really going to have to hit the ground running um, when we start on September 26th and get a lot accomplished because they moved the regular season up 10 days. We open, I think, October 17th instead of last year, which was October 27th. So it is going to be a challenge to, to come together. I think we'll – We'll be better later than we are earlier, um, but I can't wait to get started with this group. They have you opening with an easy opponent, yeah, at least. In, no problem. Open yeah. with the Cavaliers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> in and, Cleveland. And, and, oh, by the way, then coming back the next night and playing Milwaukee at home, who's really good. So it should be a uh, – it's the NBA. It's hard to win a game. You know that. You play 162 of them. We play 82. They're, every one of them is hard as heck to win. I was thinking about that. Your schedule came out and all the national TV games, the, the, the really marquee matchups that you get. John, you go through this all the time, the franchise being what it is and what it's been in the past. That means Sunday night baseball. That means a lot of games that, you know, whether you want to play them or not, you've got to play them. Well, you do. And, and I, I kind of get a kick out of teams that uh, or some of the comments that come out of other places. You know, we'll get six of those Sunday nights. Uh, and when other teams get one, they talk about all oh, late-night arrivals. Well, that's kind of the norm here. Uh, and it's part of the schedule. It's part of the draw. It's part of 
the responsibility of playing uh, in Boston here. So on one hand, you could say it's a detriment, but you know what? Uh, we're, we're playing in the pinnacle of the sport, and we're blessed to be able to do so. Didn't that mean a 5 a.m. arrival here Monday? Uh, well, it was actually 4. Not four. quite oh, 5. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and oh, by the way, here's a makeup game against Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, late-night arrivals, those are just commonplace uh, with our sports. So you, you curtail and pull back and conserve whatever you can, uh, knowing that game time is the most important time. I think I like triple plays in baseball more than no hitters. I really do. Uh, t- tell me about the uh, triple play yesterday and just your thought of it. When we're on defense. So I, I <laughs> yeah. totally agree yeah, with right, you. Right, right. You know, the thing that stands out to me is the presence of mine and Raphael Devers. 20 years old, you might think that, okay, ground ball, men at first and second, you step on a bag and throw across the diamond. Uh, but there's the presence of mine and knowing the foot speed of uh, Yadier Molina. Uh, and he feeds Nooney at second with a, with a nice, easy throw, and we're able to turn a double play. I think equal to all that is Rick Porcello gets seven outs on three pitches. Uh, that went a long way to him getting through seven innings last night. So uh, Rafael Devers has certainly made a major impact in a short period of time and has been much better than advertised on the defensive side of the ball. How did your guys' relationship begin? Because as John was saying, when you're really busy, he might have some downtime, and then it flips as the seasons change. But how did you guys originally get together? I think John initiated a text conversation my first year here, and it was really kind, welcoming me, as as a lot of the – or all of the coaches did uh, in this New England area. It's fun to to be a part of this small network of of people that you can share ideas with, share thoughts with, and and pick each other's brains because you've got at least an idea – um, of what each person is is dealing with. And the fun part about coaching for me, and I don't want to speak for John, is that every day is a unique challenge. You know, every day there there's something new that comes up that you've got to try to um, sort through to help your team become the best that it can be. And, um, you know, there, there's no better people to ask for advice than uh, people that are going through it. Different sports, obviously different different rules. Uh, in hockey, Bruce Cassidy's used to coaching 18-, 19-year-old kids. It's kind of the norm in that sport. Not so much in your sport, but you've got a 20-year-old now. You don't 20 years to... old's old. For Bruce Cassidy, yeah. it's probably old. What's the difference when you've got to coach a kid who isn't even legal drinking age in this state? Well, you know, we, we look upon every individual player in and of itself. So if, if Raphael Devers didn't show the wherewithal, the maturity to be put into this position, our player development staff wouldn't even recommend him. And we almost look at it like, in a worst-case scenario, how do we think that young player is going to respond to the challenges or, or the spotlight? Uh, whether you go back to Bogey in 2013, uh, to Benny last year, to Rafi this year, uh, they share a commonality, and that is – if they're challenged and, and they kind of hit the skids, they're probably going to be okay mentally uh, to, to rebound and be a little bit more resilient than maybe some others. Uh, and that's where they, they vault through the minor leagues and they come to the big leagues with limited professional experience, a couple, three years, uh, but feel like they can withstand the challenges that are thrown their way. On the flip side, Gordon Hayward is, what, 27? Yep. 27, uh, you, you had him in college. Uh, he's, he's gotten better every year he's been in the league. Seems to uh, hit all of the – check all of the boxes – so one thing that stood out to me, he said he can't stand Tom Brady. Now, I wonder, I wonder <laughs> no, I'm just wondering, you know, you might want to give him some advice. I don't know. If he, you know I, gave, I gave him that advice. Okay. We, I, I, passed, I passed along. That is a uh, – Is that, that Indiana? Is that first, Indiana? first of all, I think that, that clip was a few years old, so I have to, uh, I have to let him uh, have that at least. But uh, I made sure that 
that he knew that, hey, by the time you get here, I give you about four weeks uh, before you're a huge Tom Brady fan. And obviously I've been here four years. And coming from Indianapolis, there is a certain Peyton Manning lean back in the day. But obviously when you're here and you're around the Patriots and around Tom and, and really that whole organization, it's so impressive. And I actually, um, as, as Gordon, after Gordon made his decision and, and moved forward, I actually um, – sent them both a, a little text, um, Jab and Gordon. So he's already reached out, and Tom's been nice enough to uh, give his advice regardless. So Tom has actually been uh, – he's, he's, been, he's been great about it. But that's been a terrific addition. Uh, you know, two years in a row, you pick up Horford one year, then another summer you pick up Gordon Hayward. What do you think he'll bring to your team? Well, I think one of the things about the NBA right now is, you know, if you can play multiple positions, if you can defend multiple positions – if you can handle the ball, pass and shoot it um, with size and length, you've got you know you're, you're going to be hard to take off the court. And he's just continually gotten better. Um, but one thing that he's always been able to do is he's always been a guy that's impacted winning on both ends. And and so uh, we think that you know regardless of who he's playing next to, regardless of um, what position you put him at, he's going to be able to have a positive impact. And you know a lot like Al when Al came last year, I, I think that. You know, some there will be an adjustment period. There will be time that it takes to, to get better and better and better. But all the way through, Al helped us win. And then in the playoffs, he played his very best basketball. And, you know, you hope that um, that Gordon can have a similar experience. Is there anything you tell Gordon about Boston specifically? You know, he's played in Utah's entire career. And uh, I'm sure the Jazz fans are great, but we know how crazy the sports city that Boston is. Some players love it. So other players maybe struggle under the spotlight. Have you told them anything special about it? No, I've just told them how much I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I think that the, the one thing that I could do in speaking with him was talk about how hard it was to leave a place you really liked and how enjoyable it has been to coach in Boston. And, you know, I think it was easy for me to say that and then Isaiah or Al next to me to second that. And, um, and you know, hey, he's a really smart guy. Um, and he's a really hard worker. Uh, he knows um, the right way to play. He'll, he'll play hard. He'll play together. He'll do all the things that I think will make Boston people appreciate his game. John, do you ever get involved in recruiting free agents the way Brad did with Gordon Hayward? We do. Uh, and there's always a recruiting process uh, that will vary depending on the, the player that you're seeking. Uh, it, it could be in-person visits and in, in their home it certainly is bringing them in here to see Fenway Park uh, to, to go through that all recruiting process and to meet others in the organization so uh, yeah I, I, it's kind of enjoyable both having coached in college uh, know the recruiting uh, path uh, it, it's critically important to see if you connect with the individual uh, that they might feel uh, where, where there's a place for them we bring them to Fenway Park yeah, you know, like I that's, that. you like, that's, that's part of our stop tour exactly. stop too. We've only had one visit in my four years here, and that was, was Gordon. But we stopped here on the way, that's for sure. One for one. I want to switch gears a bit and uh, just talk about how, you know, some of the people we've uh, spoken with today, uh, cancer survivors, have said you know, their attitude got them through, their support network got them through. Talking to a cancer survivor right here, John mm -hmm. Farrell, and just do you remember? Like day one, day two, your thought. Some people are in shock. Some people say, okay, this is what I have. What was your thought? You get this diagnosis during um, the season. It hit, you, it hit me between the eyes. I went in for hernia surgery and came out with a chemo plan. 
That's not a normal, uh, you know, minor surgery. So, uh, yeah, you go through different stages, and certainly everybody's going to react to it differently. Uh, but I looked at it like this. As being an athlete, I'm sure that probably helped my approach towards chemo because of the intensity in which it was administered. So every day was my game day. And I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to win today? And not look at three cycles, four cycles, whatever it might be of chemo that you're going through, but what does today have to bring, and can I come out of this with a W today? And before you know it, one day after the next, it becomes a little bit of a building block approach. And then along the way, I think you're able to maybe take some of the information and feedback through your uh, blood studies. Uh, because for people going through chemo, that's just kind of your, uh, your, your holy grail every day. Where are my blood levels? How am I absorbing the, the chemicals that are being put in me? Uh, and fortunately, I was able to withstand, uh, I think, a pretty intense regimen. Uh, so that was my approach mentally, day I- by day. How impressed have you been by some of the players on your team? Just the the support that they have, whether it's spring training or other you know meetings over at the Jimmy Fund. We had Brock Holt on yesterday, who clearly had some very strong relationships uh, with Dustin Pedroia. Does so much work. We just heard the Chris Sale interview. It'd be pretty impressive to see all these professional athletes spend this much time with with these people. Without a doubt, and and I think that's where sometimes if players can for a short period step away from all that is expected of them. Uh, the dealing with the media, the expectations outside. We are really in a fortunate position to make an impact on so many people. Uh, And it's great to see players take the time, as you mentioned. Uh, But I thought last night was probably one of the more moving uh, things that the Jimmy Fund has put on. When they had the individual patients go out with players to their respective positions, and then to see the God Bless America sung by another patient right now, it, in the moment, takes a step back and says, hey, this game is one thing, life is really the main thing. Uh, and to see so many individual stories and what was announced with their introductions, a pretty cool moment last night. Brad, your uh, your ownership came through with a very generous gift yesterday. I know you and your wife made a very generous gift as well. How long did it take for you guys to understand what the Jimmy Fund meant to this area when you moved here? Yeah, it didn't take very long. Um, I get I get a chance to play uh, in in a golf outing later in the later in the year that we auction off at the at one of the big fundraisers for the Jimmy Fund, and and you know obviously. My, I, said, I think I've told this story before. My wife's, di- my wife's mom died of cancer in 2004, and so ever since then it's been a, a real um, emphasis for us to be involved, not only with um, Dana-Farber and the Jimmy Fund, but any other ways that we can help um, you know, bring awareness and, and add um, continual hope um, you know, to this fight. I'm going to piggyback on something John said about the players and their ability to impact the community outside of baseball um have you seen the same thing when your players uh you know talk to kids or yeah, even even adults uh, just the impact they're able to have on people yeah i don't think there's any question about that you know we talk all the time about the responsibility of being an athlete in boston and you know we we, we talk about it in terms often of, of what kind of teammate you are like we said about gordon and what kind of how hard you play but there's also a responsibility of us to provide a, a positive distraction Right. And, and to be something that people can rally around, um, something that people can be excited about, can be proud of, can talk about. And and I think that, um, you know, it is so fun for me to go into the hospital rooms with our players, um, to watch them, to watch the patients, to watch the interaction and to know when we walk out that our players got a lot more out of it than the patient did. And I think that that's. I mean, you, people always say that, but that is true, um, and, and, it, and, it, and it holds true every time. 
wouldn't you know, we have John Farrell in here. His team's on a roll, and we don't get to talk baseball. Doesn't it figure, you know? <laughs> you know what? That's quite all right. Given, <laughs> given the purpose of the Jimmy Fund, this is what's most important. That's right. uh, in a game in which we all are involved in our own respective ways, uh, it needs to take a second seat. Uh, to, to really what matters most. It's fun having you guys together. I know we've done it a couple of times now. It's great to see both of you. Brad Stevens, John Farrell, great to see both. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Live from Fenway Park, this is the WEEI Nesson Jimmy Fund Radio Telethon presented by the Arbella Insurance Foundation. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.